So whispers. Uh, basically, Sam. All right, all right, and this is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is my guest, Sam Wolf. He's uh, the co-host of Trailer Trashing Podcast. He's the drummer for Kudu Stooge, great band. I, they're very vibey. He's got a lot of stuff on the internet. Check him out. Uh, he's trying to get into comedy. He's a good friend of mine. Sam, introduce yourself. Tell folks about yourself. Then we'll get back into the story. Uh, okay, yeah, right into it. Uh, yeah, you can find all my stuff at Wolf Muffin, which is Wolf, W-O-L-F-F-M-U-F-F-A-N. And you pretty much described it all. I do music with Kudu Stooge and some other groups, and I do a podcast with Joey Rinaldi, your good friend, my good friend, uh, on trailer trashing, and I'm working on a bunch of other projects that will be coming soon, which you can find out on my Instagram. I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Very cool guy. I'm very happy to have met him a, a couple months ago, and we've had a yeah, good too. we've had a good friendship since then, so it's, so it's really cool, but... I got to tell you, we, he and I were talking off air, but we had to bring this conversation on air because this is his first time he's ever hearing this. So, yeah, DuPont was dumping chemicals in my water supply for decades. <laughs> and uh, sorry. I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> and yep. the government, the government, like they found out about it because this guy's cows were dying at like his farm and like their teeth were turning black. It was really Holy scary stuff. Shit. Yeah, that's no joke. And uh, government came in. Lawyers stepped in from Cincinnati and nice. Uh, got us all like hush money from the government they gave us like 300 some bucks to get our blood tested i bought Who's a place we? we being my community sorry and that like 20 people like seventy thousand people it's it's like the fifth it very inclusive i don't know it's like the fifth biggest city in west virginia like there's a decent oh, amount okay. of people here i think okay. it, that's I don't know. a lot of people to get fucking toxic water <laughs> oh well yeah well do you think dupont cares you think dupont care i'm oh, sorry dupont the correct DuPont. way to say the the correct way to say it is Dupont, but everywhere everybody where You're I'm gonna from says spike your water supply again if you don't DuPont. pronounce it right. <laughs> Absolutely, but they gave us like a few hundred bucks and hush money and bought a PlayStation Two and a WWE video game that I played for a week, and then that's all I got for drinking toxic water. They actually gave you a video game? No, I bought the video game. They didn't oh, give it. Oh, Dupont, oh. John Dupont and family did not. I don't even know if he's. You know who John Dupont is? Nope, I just like the name. Yeah, all right, never mind. He's the crazy guy from like the wrestling team, killed a couple of people. Whatever. They made a movie about him too, Foxcatcher. Whatever. Okay, very okay. I'm learning more and more about you. Well, <laughs> like this, this has our... nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with me. This comes. It has to do with where you come from. It's what molded you. I mean, I hell, guess he might. He might have not only spiked it with, with toxic water. He might. He have might not it even be related own... to those Duponts. Yeah, I might be true. completely butchering this, but either way. Yeah. So, so let's that's talk insane. about that's insane though. I'm, I'm sorry that happened to you and your, your family slash city. It's uh, well, I appreciate the sentiment, but uh, let's let the people know a little bit more about you, man. Let's talk about uh, how we met as friends and then we'll get into trailer trashing. Cause that kind of, it all blends together there. For so sure. basically um, uh, I, I, I mean, like I knew who you were just from the show because I had listened to a couple episodes with you and Joey trailer trashing, which everybody go check out. And uh, so it was my first time visiting New York since I was like eight years old. I had a job interview and I, I stop in. Joey's letting me stay at his place. And he's like, yo, my buddy Sam, my buddy Sam's coming over later and we're going to record an episode for 420. And it's going to be awesome. Wow, that was amazing. That was oh. the best impersonation I've heard of Joey yet. Holy yeah. shit. Wow, that was your first time. I forgot about that. Yeah. And I just like showed up and uh, you were there. I didn't even know you were there. <laughs> to be yeah. honest. He didn't tell you? <laughs> no, I don't think so. As far as I remember. 
that's and funny, that's not man. saying much. I don't remember much. But <laughs> then we uh, let's see. He he shows up with the ZD pizza, right? Right. Which was a killer for all of us. Which we found out later. That's what killed all of us. We all died. Uh, uh, we all had the runs the next day. And, yeah, uh, it was not a fun so. time. But uh, uh, and then we had to record. It was 4:20. I don't smoke weed, but I thought it was funny because uh, these two gentlemen were enjoying the fruits of the labor of hard work and celebrating the holiday that is 4:20, and uh, we decided to record a live video podcast. What was the whole deal? So we at Trailer Trashing uh, stream our episodes most of the time live at Comedy Hub on Twitch, the Twitch channel on uh, called Comedy Hub. And we do that a lot. Uh, we do that now on Sundays at 10. If you ever want to see Joe and I do that live, uh, it's what we put on all podcast mediums and you could just catch us and our beautiful faces. But we thought it would be a great idea to actually, for the first time, come together since quarantine because Joey and I started the show uh, or I joined the show uh, actually in the middle of quarantine and we hadn't seen each other since. Right. So let's, we thought it'd be great 420 come together. Let's do a live stream together for the first time after like three or so months of doing it already. And I get there and you, you're there out of nowhere yep. and you were happy to join along. I think we watched evil bong Two streaming on like Amazon <laughs> prime video. So like people could watch with us, except we were like so hurt and like, couldn't figure out how uh, to get on Amazon prime. And like watch with everyone who has already started the video without us. The people oh, yeah. that want to watch us comment on it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was so stressful. I remember I like had to call my mom live, I think, on the stream. I think I think I you were remember. sweating bad. Oh, I'm always sweating. I mean, I'm yeah. in a tank top right now. Just yeah. Because it's fucking Schwitz in on degrees. air. He Schwitz hey. is on air. Schwitz, Schwitz in my sleep. Schwitz <laughs> with my eyes open, closed, half eyed. Uh, the wandering eye, the wandering Jew, that's me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, that was a fun night meeting you for the first time, though. Uh, yeah, I, I remember. I barely remember it, though, to be honest. Because... I, like, set up my computer as, like, a third camera. I somehow had a microphone that worked into the uh, the splitter. And... Right, right. We got techie with it, you know? We did, we honestly. We got excited. We We may have ate. A little too much ziti pizza. We brought I, out the green for some reason. Brought a falafel sandwich with me too, just in case you know, as a vegetarian, Joey f didn't remember. And I yeah, didn't there was Lin Lindor me. truffles. Oh God, yeah, I think that's that was the the icing on the cake. That was a that, finisher blow that came out of my asshole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Lint Lindos, and then you got oh, oh my gosh, God. you guys couldn't figure out what the name of the candy was a few weeks later. On oh, I was losing my marbles on that episode. Yeah, well, we streamed live a couple weeks later. Yeah, you, you were like messaging us on the Twitch chat, being like, "Dude, you, how do you not know? It's Lint Lindor. <laughs> it's Lint Lindor. Joey eats five a day. How do you not know the name of the chocolate, bro?" I should know it now and probably stay away from that. We Goddamn. we recorded a good like thirty minutes and we thought it was hilarious. You were calling your mom. We couldn't get the episode figured out and like and then Jay, the guy who runs Twitch.tv slash Comedy Hub, was like, "Uh, hey guys, I wasn't recording you the whole time." And we're like, "What?" Oh right, yeah. He 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 relieved me after. I think I just got like a cool breeze out of nowhere once I heard that. Stop schwitzing and everything. That was, uh, uh, I was a little disappointed because I thought that was good, you know. Confidence. I thought it was funny that, like, it was, like, two super high guys, one straight up guy, and then, like, the dichotomy of that was great, and then, like, 
everybody who's trying to figure out how to get the tech stuff to work while this stupid movie is playing in the background. That's funny. Also, Jay's a huge stoner, too. So that, that was also on the other end trying to help us in California. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't know? know where he was like at. Yeah, he's in uh, California somewhere. I don't, I don't I we don't have to add him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I love you, Jay. Uh, <laughs> he's great. Yeah, he might listen he to this. everything I don't know. happen. I don't know. I hope so. He, he's the man. Uh, everyone check out twitch.tv slash comedy hub. Yeah, he gets a lot of he gets a lot of good people on there, uh, myself included. I'm on there sometimes. And then uh, and then uh, I think the week after that, you got uh, whatever news that you got and you were missing uh, from the episode. And I had to fill in for you. Oh, yeah, it was I was MIA. You I were was, MIA. Uh, I was singing paper playings in the hospital. Yeah, dude. After that whole thing, I found out I had Crohn's. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. It was a a trip and a half and I couldn't do the show. So I I thank thee for taking over for me. Well, here's the deal, buddy. Uh, You and Joey have such a great dynamic on that show. When Joey comes on my show, he understands it's like my show. I am interviewing him, but he understands the ask, like what is asked of him. And then I go on his show and both your show and I'm like playing you, but he kind of wants it to be an interview, but also I have to play you. And the episode theme was very weird. (laughs) The the episode theme was Matthew McConaughey movies of which I'm a huge fan of. And I have his biography and I brought that as like a prop behind us. And it was great. And Joey, he didn't outwardly say this, but like, I've been in the game enough to know like what is and isn't good. And like that episode was so bad. No, get out of here. The episode, bro. He'll tell you that, bro. The episode was so bad. It is locked behind a vault. It is in the paywall of the <laughs> Patreon. It's in the paywall of the Patreon. If you subscribe to their Patreon, which you should, because they make great stuff, you could find the hidden episode of me talking about Matthew McConaughey movies. I hope that's the case. I haven't heard it. I'm the producer. I'm supposed to be. <laughs> wait, what out. if Joey? Wait, what if Joey lied to me to try to make me feel better? I have no idea at this point. I got to talk to him after. That's hilarious. Oh my god. I, I doubt you, that. I doubt I thought he that. said you have that. To come on with both of us then, because I I don't think he did. I don't know. I don't even remember. I was out of fucking commission. Like yeah. thro- throwing up water for three days in the Yikes. hospital. Yeah, <laughs> that is my literal for morphine for the first time ever in my life. Not thinking I would ever do that. <laughs> that is my literal nightmare. Uh, but yeah, but man, man um, uh, yeah, you guys got Dean David on this uh, this week uh, or is it yeah, next that, week? No, yeah, that just released today. Uh, yeah. yeah, this episode comes out tomorrow episode. on Wednesday. So yeah. Oh, holy crap! Oh, awesome! Yeah, it just released it. It was a great episode. D. Davies, the man. Um, it was so funny. Uh, it's great when we have guests on. I feel like Joey and I vibe a lot, a lot more, and know how to like feed off the guests, and they feed off us, and kind of get our vibe almost immediately. And on that note, you got to come on when I'm on, and maybe I need to, I need to cater cater that episode a little bit more, and make sure. Uh, I feel like I feel like it's on Joey. Maybe why that episode wasn't so good. I feel like maybe I'm, I'm gonna put the blame on him because all know, right, I, all right. I like you. I like you, Franklin. You know, like I, don't, I, I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. I guess. All right, sounds <laughs> good, bro. I, I'm very shocked that you guys. The episode that you did with Dean David, who's a very very funny comic and a friend of mine. Uh, he he met with me with open arms when I was in the city and was very kind to me, and I appreciate that. But uh, I'm surprised you didn't do kid, Kids Next Door. That guy's obsessed with codename Kids Next Door, bro. 
Oh, no way. Really? I love that show, too. I had no idea. Me and Dean David get along, I think, a lot more than he thinks. And I think he needs to give me a shot a, a little bit more. <laughs> you think we... he's got a tough outer shell or something? No, I just like feel a little, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a great comedian, you know, and uh, I'm I'm just getting warmed up through uh, the comedy world with, with, with Joey. And I, I don't know how to approach people necessarily. Yeah. You know, one thing um, I noticed about Dean that I really like about Dean and, and, why I like to surround myself with people that have the same brain as him. That guy is obsessed with comedy. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. That's also why I'm like, damn, he seems legit. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to pose my personality. <laughs> he, he, he breaks things down to the 10th degree. He's very obsessed and he's very methodical with, with comedy. And and I admire people like that. Cause I think I'm like that. Obviously he takes it to another step. But I'm very obsessed with with humor and stuff like that. And I remember I finished my set at the tiny cupboard that that weekend. No, was that that weekend? Yeah, that was that weekend. That, that was, that, was weekend. that weekend. Yeah. yeah and uh, and uh, uh, he like set me. It was an outdoor venue, but like he called me over and set me down. Like and Joey just walked away because he knew like Dean was about to give me the business on like what happened during my set. So Joey oh, walks no away and Dean, Dean, I don't want to like out him completely with what he said, but he broke it down. He's like, you did this, you did this, you did this too much. You didn't do this too much, but he did give me a really nice compliment at, at the end. And I really like Dean. I'd like to get him on sometime, but this has become the Dean David episode. Yeah, seriously. No, but it, it's funny. Cause uh, we actually recorded an episode before Joey and I even did trailer trashing for another podcast idea. Mm -hmm. And the whole episode was pretty much about Yu-Gi-Oh. Wow, um, which I love too, and used to play the card game. Uh, yeah, just like every other aspiring teenage boy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a great man. You, you, I I feel like he's definitely inspiration on something that maybe will lead me to do comedy more. Maybe if he's around me, just because he seems very encouraging. You know, yeah, I've, I've been warming up to the idea a little bit. Maybe I don't know. There's a lot of things to balance right now in life. Yeah, and, and 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 that's one thing we definitely I, I want to talk about on this episode. Um, you know, I think the big thing is you were a sports guy. You're a sports guy, right? I played sports. I could not follow it. That's fine. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that's really what I was getting at. You played sports growing up, and what was the same old rehashed tale that your little t-ball coaches told you and your youth league basketball coaches told you? They said, if you surround yourself with crappy people, you in turn become a crappy person. Same thing goes for being a great comic. If you surround yourself with great comics, by default, almost almost innocently, you yourself will become funnier without even you realizing it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that goes with anything. Just like you related it from baseball to comedy, you can relate that to, to music And on my end. Uh, it, you're only gonna get better in music if you play with better musicians. It's just mm -hmm. a fact, you know. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a weird it's a weird uh, it's a weird thing, you know, because you can like working with someone, but they may, may not be good at what you guys do together. But you want to excel, so you have to you have to kind of start networking out. And mm -hmm. I I've, I feel very fortunate with my current network on on all those ends, and with something like comedy, maybe, uh, which is completely new to me. And like, I'm trying to relate it to you, like with the conversation we had, we've had like off air and, and you know, when we first met, which is why I think we hit it off. And, you know, I don't know, it, it, it'd be nice to have that with that, uh, 
with the good people I'm with, you know? I got yeah. good people in my life. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, well, well, you know, we're not out to snake somebody. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to snake this guy so I get a better spot than that guy. Like, we're not, we're not you know. Yeah, and I've heard, I've heard stories on, like, you know, like, professional comedians on fucking whatever bullshit, like Mark Marin or Joe Rogan or whatever. On, yeah. Like, them talking about shit like that. They, they don't name anyone, obviously, but but that shit happens i've heard no like is that is well that's that i mean that's just entertainment in general i mean have you ever have ever sure. had it, any instances with that with your music stuff well we just had a gig recently a couple of weeks ago that we had to book last minute because this other gig on the same weekend completely canceled mm-hmm. fucking two months worth of of shows so they they had to tell like maybe like 20 plus bands that they're not playing at, at that venue which was this huge barbecue spot in brooklyn wow and it was a huge bummer you know and like yeah so that stuff happens like that i mean like currently i have to hassle this guy in philly for some money that apparently he hasn't paid us and our other bandmate as you know you know people get burned in every every entertainment thing You're absolutely totally right. man yeah i i don't know I, I, has that ever happened to you like has anyone not paid you like this is a first for me i feel like i have to, i have been uh, like go so down to philly you know about a I remember, drive down there. <laughs> I, yeah i remember one time i was opening for these guys and it was a late thing that got put on me like somebody backed out or whatever and they're like hey we need you to open so i was like okay i opened for these guys and they brought them in from out of town and you know at the end of the uh, show you know i did well and i know like i wasn't the main choice but like i did well and in a situation that was tough that's like hey like you're on i was like okay and at the end of the show these guys get handed envelopes and I'm like, mm, am I not getting an envelope? I didn't get an envelope. I got like a drink ticket. And I was like, okay, well, uh, people paid money to be in here, but all right. You know, Holy shit. That that's a, that's even worse. That's, that's like uh, anything I'm dealing with. Like they, the guy in Philly paid us some, but he still owes us the rest. That's like, that's like you doing a job and then kind of just snuffing you and like turn yeah. the other way. Like that's something I was, also, I was also really young. I think I was like, I think I was like 21, maybe 22. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, I, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like I'll take anything. <laughs> so yeah. you turned into, you turned into Mickey Mouse for some reason. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Give me my money. <laughs> but you now on this like one one common theme and i know you you think it's tough to try to sort of cross over streams you know you do this you do that but one common theme is that you like entertaining people has that always been a, some an aspiration of yours ever since you've been a kid oh aspiration in terms of like what i wanted to do with mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. no man i i think i really came into that recently um just even though you've been like, playing music for a long time yeah, you know, I grew up with parents that got divorced during the 2008 crisis. So oh, like, that's I tough. got the constant chirping of like, how are we going to sell the house? And then like oh, yeah. eventually being able to sell the house. And then my parents living together, separated yeah. <laughs> under the We're same We're the same roof. age, right? You're 25? Yeah, 96, baby. Yeah. So you're like 13 when this is going on. Yeah, for sure. That's a, uh, That's really tough. That's yeah, really it was tough. it was a lot. So I had a lot of uh, a lot of that in the back of my head, which resulted to I guess financial anxiety, especially now and apparently in high school, where I thought, you know, I'm not gonna be able to make a living with with music. Why would I go to school for music? If anything, I could I could teach myself that with the current knowledge I have. 
um, having been like taking, you know, piano lessons on top of drumming. And, you know, I figured I'll go to school and get a business degree because I'm good at math. And apparently that's what you do. Instead of yeah. doing math, you get a business degree. And then that didn't really work out in terms of like finding a job I like or like liking to work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone likes to work in general, but like, you well, know. that's that's why we're trying to be in entertainment. So we don't have to work. I guess so. Yeah, man. I, I then. I came to New York because I knew I just wanted to go into New York and I happened to have the lucky circumstance of joining Kudu Stooge when they moved down from Burlington, Vermont, where all the rest of the guys went to school together. Yeah. So I joined that band. We I moved in with some of the bandmates in, in New York. And then, you know, one thing led to another pandemic. And then Joey asked me to do the podcast and now things are opening up. Uh, I'm starting to produce more things with Joey, some live shows and doing more shows and music and i want to get into voice acting and use my voice yeah. to get some money now that i got you know some you know vocal equipment and stuff and just after people telling me i should try it but man i don't have any acting like knowledge whatsoever like you, you need to act for voice acting and i don't ha don't look at me i know nothing i'm about looking acting. at you for inspiration i mean like comedy isn't acting but you you have an act yeah, it is an act. Yeah. And that's yeah. one thing that I, I'm really happy that my parents understood very early. It's that like, yeah, I may say crazy things and maybe even say my mom or my dad, but they know it's an act. My mom can that's the one constant. I'm really happy my parents figured out early. It's like it's an act. It is an act. Like, yeah, I want I, I want people to believe it as truth. And yeah, there is hints of truth in there, but it is an act. Yeah, I feel like you got to point out the truths with being witty i don't know that's how i think i'm gonna approach comedy i i, I feel like i feel like i i'm gonna say some fucked up shit that with would be with like other layers on it i don't even mm -hmm. know man that's something i'm nervous about though what you said like how are my like i'm not gonna invite my fucking parents to, to my comedy comedy no shows yeah not, you, i'm not saying it. invite them i'm not saying invite them but like I even invited her to the live taping of, of uh, trailer trashing my mom. I was like, don't fucking come. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm streaming tonight, but don't don't watch. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Now, uh, I don't even think my mom listens to the show anymore, but I, I, I mean, it doesn't bother me if she does. Or Probably doesn't. for the best. You know? Yeah, um, I tell her not to listen to. I tell her she can listen to the ones when it's just me by myself, uh, because sometimes I get comics on here and they get too vulgar for her. And I know that she doesn't like that. And so it's just, I just do that out of respect to her. Anybody can say whatever they want on here. I don't care, but like, I just let her know, Hey, you might not like this person. You know, I feel like these, th this new medium I'm, I'm finding myself in podcasting. Uh, I'm feeling very liberated, liberated to curse on air, which I never thought. Do whatever would, you I'd want. Curse it up. I don't it, care. You know? Oh, hey, uh, my mom would be proud of that though. She's the one that taught me to curse. So nice. <laughs> nice. Oh man. Yeah. I, I feel like our parents already have our, like we already have our parents audience or the point of doing this is to find a new audience, which by saying fucked up shit that might attract them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we were trying to talk about it earlier. Now you're in the very, very early stages of stand up, meaning that you want to try it. Not necessarily that. And you've done live shows of music. You've done live shows of podcasting which is a form of, of comedy have you done these zoom things but stand up as you know is a completely different you know thing and 
really, I think what would be a good goal for you and what was a good goal for me first starting out is like first set probably going to suck, but it's okay if you don't. So the goal in set number one is get through it. And then the goal and don't freeze up, memorize everything verbatim when you're starting out. Like you see a lot of really good comics. I learned this from Seinfeld via television. Okay. I didn't learn it from him. He didn't tell me this to my face, but he says like, when you're first starting out, learn everything top to bottom, every comma, every period, know it verbatim five minutes. Okay. And then once you get better and then you see the comics up there, be loosey goosey, be cool, be Andrew Schultz, lean against the mic stand. What's this guy up to? What's that guy up to? Then you can do that. But, uh, so learn your five minutes verbatim. So you don't stumble get through it cleanly. First set, set oh, number man. two, set number two, get through it cleanly. Try to get one lap, you know, try to get a lap. Oh God. I I'm just, I, I'm expecting to bomb and I want to bomb, but I feel like I'm such a perfectionist and things where I'm it will eat you like, up and you will feel like you want to die ego like a motherfucker. It's oh like, yeah. And that's the nervous thing. That That's the nerve wracking thing, you know, and that's where I feel like I'm afraid to tip my toes in the water. Cause I'm just going to get bitten by the shark. Absolutely, man. And Joey, thank God he threw me into the New York fire because I wasn't ready. I come home from the job interview and I walk home in the rain because I'm upset at myself and I need to punish myself. So I That's walk home sad. in the rain from Herald Square up to the Upper East Side. Uh, all the way up? I walked all the way third, home. 38th to 79th? Uh, 80, 38th 80, to 84. 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't in the rain the whole way. And I was going to call an Uber, but I just didn't want to because I got halfway there and I was like, I need to learn my surroundings. I'll just walk. So I did that. Okay. As soon as I get home from that and change clothes, Joey goes, do you five minutes for me right now? We're going to a mic. And I'm like, you want me to do five minutes right now in the living room in front of you? And then he sort of like yelled at me. He's like, you're in New York. You got to have five minutes. You got to be able to do it right now. I'm like, Joey, I have more than five minutes. I just don't want to do it in front of you in your living room performing the New York Jets football helmets. All right. Like, <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, uh, I have some stuff out and he goes, we're going to a mic right now. And then it's like, I I'm I've racked my brain and I'm exhausted from traveling. And now I have to go to a mic in front of all these New York comics. And I got up there and got a few chuckles, but like I did bad. And then that Joey Bats show, have you been to Joey Bats? Nope. Uh, it's like an outdoor show on here. I am on the street. I did bad. The audience was all foreign. I did horrible, but then I did really good at the cupboard. Like I, I, I nailed it at the cupboard. So it was funny. That's so everybody good. sucks. That's what I'm getting at is everybody sucks. <laughs> Oh, okay. So I, it's okay to suck when I'm first trying out things. It's okay to suck if you're a couple years Such in. Such is life. Even yeah. Joey, Joey will even say like sometimes he stinks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he tells me when he kills. So I, yeah. I imagine, I imagine, imagine he doesn't tell me when he stinks. So it's a lot, a lot more often than I know. <laughs> that last time I was up here, and we can talk about that. Let's talk about that whole weekend too. That last time I was up here, and Joey had to do that weed show. What weed show? He had to perform at that show in Chinatown where it was he was just standing there in the middle of a, a room where they hawk fake Gucci bags and there was weed everywhere. And he's just Classy. like and he's just like uh, trying to do jokes. And he didn't stumble like he muscled through it. I will give him credit. He muscled through it and tried jokes. It was just not a comedy environment. 
and nobody laughed it was just like people really stoned and i think they were just really stoned and they're like who's this guy just randomly talking because music had been bumping for hours and then joey's just talking that's rough that's rough but but i will i want want it i want it i want the dirty i want the i want the dirty feelings that come after i want to be i want to be loathing myself i want i want that i need it i need it you know life's too good right now yeah 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 it's like hey life's too good how can i balance it's all about life's all about balance so it's like i got really good stuff going on how can i make it bad yes exactly no but but in in a serious no i was trying to i was trying to do an open mic nervously passing one in my new apartment just the, my new apartment in brooklyn and uh just uh, i was trying to do that before the pandemic and just never fucking did it you know i even went to some of them and just watched mm-hmm. and then you know it was just fucking nerve-wracking I, I feel a little more confident now with all these new experiences and stuff absolutely um, have you written anything down so you know that's the that's the first step isn't it I, yeah no, i i have notes i have so many notes uh which i think is just intuitive on on the fact that i want to do it yeah but i just i haven't done the time in sitting down and writing because i do not believe i could just rant and be funny i think i think even i think even if like the people that can do that learn to do that uh, you could i could be wrong uh, maybe people are just fucking gifted and could just rant on an open mic first time and just i think funny. that's something you have to earn almost right yeah that, exactly right uh so i and haven't I also, done the time i haven't done the 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 due diligence mm-hmm. i also think uh and this might be a crazy take but i also think like there's like a little bit of name behind it like you've earned the right to be able to say things that maybe uh aren't as like prophetic as they should be but because they're coming from a certain person it hits different if that makes sense yeah i just want to find my voice you know well that's a that's a huge part that's a huge part of stand up and and i'm not gonna lie to you that's something i'm still trying to figure out i think it's always in in motion man yeah for sure i mean i feel like i don't even care where it goes i just kind of want to use it as a as a tool to just fucking find a voice in general on the speaking on certain things you know uh, the paul brothers can make their millions of dollars on youtube the boxing apparently and boxing but and the actors can do whatever and and our, our favorite musicians can do the things that they do but there's nothing like being a comic it's an incredibly unique thing yeah like i know i don't know if i'll ever call myself a comic let's see how obsessed i get like i hear people do yeah but, you know i feel like i could uh i could be pretty dry maybe or something I yeah don't know. well you but have maybe. the voice to be dry you can get up there and be like um that's interesting yeah yeah i just like that's not my personality though so that'd be fucking really hard i I feel like that'd be very difficult but Mm -hmm. then again like i said you gotta you gotta find your act you know you gotta find your voice you gotta find what what the well what uh, let me ask you this and musically speaking what's your favorite genre of music to listen to or who are some of your favorite artists oh oh um a lot i mean it's the, I really don't like anything on the radio personally, unless yeah. it's like Anderson Pack or any of that really like new R and B stuff that you're hearing nowadays, yeah. which is fucking awesome. Like, uh, what's the what's the group that Anderson Pack just made with Bruno Mars? I have no idea. Soul I listened to John something. Mayer in 1975, Bruce Springsteen, Grateful Dead. That's classy, it. Classy, you know, classy. You can listen to that, listen to that till the day you die. <laughs> Who else do I listen to? Uh, John Mellencamp, John Fogerty. Three Johns in my life. I've noticed that. There's three Johns in my life. That's fun. That's fun. Um, I like a lot of... I'm getting more into, you know, 
uh, house and techno stuff. Love that. Can't really name certain artists. I like me either. Other than like Peggy Gao and like not it's not house, but the dude just won a Grammy fucking Cajunata, man. You got to check him out. He's really cool. Uh, I like listening to a lot of things, man. I played jazz and a lot of jazz in the past and stuff like that. Um, I just don't fucking like country. And I hate to say that. I, I, I can fuck with some folk. I like bluegrass. It's nice and fast. And I'm just trying to go in that other camp, you know. Um, can I send you just like a handful of country songs to maybe get you introduced to it? You know, you and Joey can try. Uh, Has Joey been trying to send you stuff? He has. He has. Yeah. Sometimes. The only reason he's he has doing good that, taste in music. He has good taste. The only reason he's doing that is because I sent him like a few songs to check out. That's fun. That's fun. I, it's nice to send each other. Every, I love when somebody sends me music. It's like a letter. It's like a. It's oh, like that, a, wow. You know, it's like, I love oh, that. you thought you thought of me. And that's I like, love that, Sam. I love that. It's like a letter. Yeah. So my letter to you, I will. I will. Send That's a later. Springsteen wink, album. Wink. I'm pretty sure is a, my letter to you. A letter to oh you. Oh my god! Have you seen that movie where it's like, uh, it's all about Bruce Springsteen and that about that Indian family or a Pakistani family in London? In oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a great movie. I forget the name of it. I gotta but... check it out. It came out the same time as that Beatles movie. That was like. Roughly the, the Beatles same thing. movie I heard was shit. I didn't even bother watching it. And I'm a huge Beatles fan. Oh, let me let me get on that. Yeah. That is the one thing uh I will always owe my dad the rest of my life is or no, one of the two things, being vegetarian and uh the Beatles. Because got a lot of good memories with the Beatles, you know. Yeah, they'll man. Never let, they'll never let you down, despite the weird songs about underage girls. <laughs> my dad was my dad was a, a big comedy fan and, I'm, and he was a public speaker for a living so i'm very thankful that Get i got out of here wow that yeah makes sense. i got to see him deliver an hour of new material every week it was awesome that's insane that's so cool yeah my mom was an engineer and uh my dad was a veterinarian or is a veterinarian that's cool man that's really yeah. cool yeah but what were we talking about <laughs> we were talking about music i was just oh, gonna yeah. see if i can make a relation to some of your favorite artists versus the music that you play versus some of your favorite comedians and the type of comedy you want to have. Oh shit. You're going there now. Oh, okay. I'm very deep with these questions. Yeah, no, I like it. I forgot I was getting interviewed. I felt like we were more having a conversation and I'm sorry if I was interrupting you at certain points, but no, I, I interrupted you and I, and I'm, and I apologize because like, I know we're going to wrap this up in a few minutes. Cause I, like I said, we have obligations. We have prior oh, oblos. Prior oblos, man. Musicano um their music as i like to say uh what was the com comedians i like damn man well i'm gonna go back to your original question i like most stuff with like beats you know i'm a drummer i like i listen to drums a lot with it and i feel like some of the comedians i like have good pacing you know i really yeah. like have you timing. seen that account where the guy drums along to comedy oh yeah i was just about about to bring that up mark, mark norman is a fucking one of my i just really have grown to like the way he he delivers that guy's a killer joke writer man yeah he's he's insane he's definitely uh an elite level and i definitely need to check him out in new york or whenever whenever he's he's, he's doing an event because everything's opening up now but, yeah, that's why i'm trying to get up there baby just had an interview yesterday let's go hey bring frankie to new york do it baby do it do it do it right now do it uh <laughs> But he had uh, he had that drummer come up with him and did a no live way. show with him. Yeah, he did a live show with him because he I forget the drummer's name, 
But uh, he did did one of those videos to Mark Norman's fucking uh, bits because he, he's got the best pacing, you know. And he brought him to he did a whole video with him. Uh, yeah, he he talks about no, it on no, on no. Tiger Belly and stuff. No, yeah, no. the Finger Boys, you know. Ah, ah. Yeah. It's Allah. so funny because like <laughs> I it's it, pray yeah, praise Allah. I'm Kevin Hart tonight. It's so funny because. Uh, it's really cool to see because I love Norman just because he's like such a comedy fan. Like he's the guy, he's one of those guys who you hear us talk about and you know he's obsessed with the art of right, it. And I love right. people that are obsessed with the art of it. And it's funny because like his obsession, part of his obsession is Seinfeld. And I, I don't know, know if he, I don't know if he realizes, and maybe I should try to get him on here. People have told me countless times he'd do my show. I just, you have to reach out. No, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking befriend him. Yeah, I feel like he'd be the best well, guy to just yeah. talk, well, shoot the shit. But uh, he, it's so, it's so funny because he's obsessed with Seinfeld, or like that's part of his obsession is Seinfeld. And everybody does Jerry Seinfeld. Do you know about, you know? And now people are starting to do Normandisms of, hey, and it's so funny to see that aspect of it. Wow. I, See, that's something I would not have an eye for. I mean, I didn't know he was a Seinfeld fan, but I would not, like, you know, as a drummer, I can hear drum techniques and, and uh, how people do the ways that they do with them on recordings, yada, yada, yeah. or in real life, um, just from understanding it. But, like, damn, that's that's another level. I mean, that's, like, I I, I don't know how I would, like, like, you're asking me what comedians I like, you know? And I'm like, I know what I like, but I don't know how I would analyze slash, like, you know, convert into mm -hmm. what I mm -hmm. do, like drumming for myself, you know? Yeah. I was just trying to see if I could get a comparison going on and ease No, for sure. For yeah. No, that, I mean, that's that's insane. Yeah, I think I need to look out for more things like that. Like the well, Joey, Joey, loves, uh, Joey loves Jack Johnson, you know? And Jack Johnson's favorite type of music is heavy metal. However, Jack Johnson plays ukulele, beachy, acoustic stuff. Yeah, it's so funny how some some really adept musicians just listen to something completely different than what they do. You know, absolutely. It's, it's a weird way of uh, it's it's weird how that happens. You know, and that happens with comedy. I'm sure, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Just uh, like you mentioned. Like I'm I'm trying to think of. Well, it's kind of it kind of doesn't work for me because like I love Maniscalco and I love Bargatze and Seinfeld and 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 I like to be upbeat like Maniscalco, but I like to point out like uh, just everyday inconveniences of life. Like uh, like uh, Bargatze's so good at just like turning like Bargatze tells a story about getting the wrong type of milk at starbucks and he kills with it and he's just like he's like just just put the milk in it and if it's wrong i'll just throw it away and walk out it's no big deal and the crowd's in stitches man it he delivers it so perfectly man i love it check that out man. nate bargazzi i think you'd like him he's man, a pretty he gets he he has a voice similar to yours honestly he's like Love. oh yeah oh see that's something i need to find you know some someone that sounds like me because i think i need to utilize that well know? he's he, he's he's country so it's like, or I sound country. like them, huh? So I say that, say that again. He's country. Oh, he's country. Oh, well, okay. I'm just saying inflection wise. Oh yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. Okay. So yeah, I think, I think it, uh, I think it's going to happen.
<laughs> it might. You gotta push me. I need. I need you. Uh, I think I need you to give me some sort of like uh, some some like you know comedy bible or something because I need I need to start watching more. Just like you need to. Oh to man, to well you're ta- you're talking to the right guy, man. I'll stay up till four in the morning to watch some comedy nerd stuff. I and in college I didn't really go out and party a lot. I would stay at home and watch old Johnny Carson episodes and write and listen to jazz music and write all night that's what i would do and then i'd watch stand-up specials and i was just obsessed with man in college Jeez, man you, if, you fucking put a cigarette in your hand or a spliff and you'll be you'll fucking look like you're a 55 or something i, don't I know, know i know i never really uh like and then like after i graduated i tried to like grow up and be a real person and i realized i couldn't do that and now i'm in the like thank god i'm back in the like moving back home to west virginia after i lived in pennsylvania doing my baseball stuff like i finally got back into that sort of obsession brain thing which was great that's awesome man yeah i feel like we're very similar on that sense like we tried doing stuff that we felt like we had to and yeah I kinda, and i tried to just yeah didn't work out <laughs> we yeah. couldn't resist you know like like i get a job professional baseball and i'm like oh my god i have no time to do stand up start a podcast that's what i did when i was up there hey, yeah wow so when did you finish the baseball thing it was that it was like a year ago uh no i the 20 whenever the 2019 season ended so like october or whatever oh wow man and i started wow. the podcast in a late april early may of 2019 so like halfway through my baseball season i was like i need to do something creative like i'm dying like so i started that dude it's in your soul you know oh absolutely but um I'll tell you a few things on air. And then if you have any last couple of questions, I'll answer those for you. And then, and then we'll get out of here. But uh, so a couple of things I really think you should check out. And I really wish I knew what type of comedy you loved that make it easier for me. But uh, what, we'll give just me, give me genres to, to, to know of. That's like someone telling me like, what genre of music do you like? It's like, well, I kind of like all of well, it. Okay. You know? Okay. So you have, <laughs> you have your, you have your um, observational, uh, picking out every minor detail and turning it into a major thing. Bargazzi, Seinfeld, Norman, those guys. Okay. And then you have your performers. Like you have the guy that will use, use every aspect of the stage and will make his whole body funny. And that's Nate Bargazzi or, uh, or Sebastian Maniscalco does that. And I love Sebastian. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The Italian guy. He's great. But, um, and then you have uh, just the ranters, like like you have a uh, uh, Burr is a ranter. Bill Burr's just gets up there and rants, but it's like there's truth to it. And then you have your uh, prophetic wisdom of Chappelle and 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 stuff like that. So there's all the and I'm just naming like the kings of yeah that genre. Obviously, there's a ton of comics that fall into each of those categories, but those are like the kings of of, of those. And yeah, and I mean- Tim Dillon's a great rant comic and and all you know those rant comics i feel like a lot of it starts from you know written stuff and then they earn it like you said earlier and i feel Absolutely. like i'd, I'd want to get into that sort of thing and just kind of maybe take like start with the observational stuff because i think that's more uh, more my alley and like, yeah you know and if like, you work up to that if you went to an open mic and just started ranting people would think you're like a lunatic yeah that's what i figured right? it's like I mean, you have to like earn that I feel like that's what I want, though, half yeah. the time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just trying to think. I was uh, just thinking of something else. Um, storytellers. Storytellers. People who tell stories about their family. And people who story- tell stories that you're like, that sounds true, you know? 
like uh, Chris Stefano does a lot of family stuff and it's super funny, man. And I, and I like Chris a lot. And Maniscalco tells a lot of family stories, you know? Right, right. Same with uh, uh, Hot Pockets. What's his name? I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, wow. That's an old, old joke of his. Oh, fuck. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Daniel Tosh, I think, said the word Hot Pocket in a special one time. <laughs> he had specials? Yeah, he had a ton of specials. He was a huge comic. Really? How did he get big? In L.A.? Yeah, L.A. guy. But no, he Not said... Tosh.0? Uh, what? Not Tosh.0? I think he was like an early... Like, he was rising, and then Tosh.0 made him huge. Lovely. He and I are similar, and both our dads are pastors. So I watched a lot of Tosh.0 when I was a kid. Oh. I was like, oh, this guy and I... Yeah. You looked up to him? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's that's adorable. Holy! I shit. watched a, I watched a lot of Tosh Pino as a kid. He's a great comic. Um, who else, man? Now you have me thinking of uh, uh, if you want to be like the family everyman and make millions and millions and millions of dollars and tell stories about your family, Gabriel Iglesias and Jim Gaffigan are both those guys. Jim Gaffigan was the guy who has the hot pockets bit. No, oh, well, all he's a food guy. You know, he talked about food. Yeah, him yeah. and I him mean, and Gabriel talk about food and family and make millions of dollars. That's what I was saying. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, luckily, I don't have a family right now. Maybe that'll happen in the future. But <laughs> do you I have definitely any... feel like I, I could do stories. You know, I've done a couple of stories on Joey's uh, storytelling show. Absolutely. And, uh, trying to work on one soon. So maybe, maybe I'll do I'll, I'll try to incorporate some comedy into it. Absolutely. You know? I recommend you I recommend you watch to get into to the comedy brand. You watch a show on YouTube. I'll send you a link called The Green Room with Paul Provenza. Two seasons, comedic roundtable, great stuff. Then there's another comedic roundtable. It was an HBO thing, but it's on YouTube. Seinfeld, uh, Rock, Lucy C.K., Ricky Gervais, to me. all to me. sitting there and telling truths. And they didn't have this type of information when other comics were growing up. And it's beautiful that I get to watch that and, and absorb that through my couch in West Virginia, as opposed to being in, in New York or whatever. But uh, do you have any For final sure. questions before we uh, get out of here? Because I got to go uh i guess like what uh no i mean when when can i see you next i mean what, what's going on hopefully soon bro you've been helping me out a lot in the job market and i really appreciate that i had yeah, a really we'll good interview had a really good interview yesterday with a pretty large corporation uh doing writing ads and stuff like that and big so hopefully they have i hope what <laughs> i hope the the big corporations got big balls I oh they know. got big beautiful brass balls <laughs> i don't really like the location of the place but i'm hoping i get to work fully well, what's the location what's the location? it's in a, the new jersey suburbs that's all i'm oh, gonna say yeah oh, you need a car you need a car yeah i don't really want to live in hoboken so no do not go there i i'm not gonna let you because you're 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 I'm your gatekeeper in New York. All right, damn it. You you must you I must check off everything. No Hoboken. You must No be Hoboken. Bush, if I Bushwick can, right next to me. No, no other no I won't take anything else. If I can go to rooftop parties with you and your homies and Joey and, and watch the sunrise from a Brooklyn rooftop every weekend. Every, every weekend. weekend. Every Hell weekend. Yes. <laughs> you're that's, you're a great you're That's a great what I want friend, next, man. man. You're a great yeah. friend. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on here. I wish we could have talked longer, but like I said, we got obligations. Um, tell the promote some stuff. Tell the people about the stuff you got coming out, man. And this is coming out tomorrow, really? Yep. Oh, I'll okay, edit it all tonight. Joey and I are producing uh, a storytelling show called Bad Trip Storytelling in Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York, t 
on Thursday, and that is the 1st of July. That is at the Tiny Cupboard. Uh, if you want to find more details, just DM me at WolfMuffan. Um, and, you know, we have another storytelling show on the July 10th, and there's more info coming that, on, on that. So fucking, you know, follow me on Instagram. You know, chat chat me up. You know, I, I like friends. You know, I, I just made friends with Frankie, and look where we're at. At a baby. All right. Hey, thanks for stopping by, Sam. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Fingersworld underscore. Subscribe to the show. Tell your friends about it and all that. Keep taking care of yourselves, and I'll see you when I see you. Hope you have a great day.